0: You know that saying, the more things change, the more things stay the same? I find it completely untrue when it comes to housewives, especially first year housewives. I can't tell you how many first year housewives we meet and we say, don't change, be the same person. And then a year later, they're kind of a totally different person. No shade at all. But listen to this interview. We look back today with this interview that we had last year around this time with the one and only Miss Whitney Rose. I mean, How things have changed in Salt Lake just one year later. Meredith is no longer friends with Lisa. Jen Shaw is being investigated by the feds. We didn't know who Jenny Nguyen was. Now we know who she is. Now she's gone. Mary's gone. Man, things are moving fast. So I find this so interesting. This was recorded right on the heels of the first reunion. So it's a sit down with Whitney Rose. Listen to this and tell me, I mean... Is this the same Whitney we know today? And literally no shade. I just think it's so interesting to look back and see how things have changed just one year later. Enjoy. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Miss Whitney Rose.
1: Hi, David. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so well. I'm excited to be here with you tonight.
0: I'm excited to like finally chat with you, you know?
1: I know. It just took a minute there.
0: Listen, we you've been busy. I've been busy. You've been busy. So what's going on today in Salt Lake? What have you been up to today?
1: Oh my God. Today has been like a day of total recovery um, and trying to get things done. Um, I've had a very busy week. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you have.
1: Um, And I've just been, I got up and I actually went to cycling and it like did me over the top. I was so tired. Like it just burned too much.
0: (laughs) There's something I'm like, you know, I, I'm just really tired today too. So that's why I'm drinking coffee. It's not that, you know, Well,
1: Heather and I ended up staying out until like 3am on Friday night. And I had a really busy Saturday and I just haven't had a chance to recover from that yet.
0: I went out Friday hard myself. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? Like, I don't go out like I did before COVID. So when I go out now, I'm like, oh. And then you have a day like, yes, Saturday was a wreck for me. And I'm like, is this how I felt like every day before COVID? I think it might have been.
1: Yeah. And you just got used to it. And the other thing is you have to sit at your table the entire time. So you're just drinking and you don't notice the effects until you stand up. Cause usually we're in a bar walking around and moving and you know where you're at, but the bad weather girls, we, we had a storm come through Friday night. We had so much fun.
0: I saw Heather posted. Is that what I saw? She posted yeah. weather girls. Where'd you guys go? Did you just stay in one place all night or
1: Yeah, so we were up in Park City during the day um, at at a really cool spot called Boneyard with some of the other women, and then she and I just kept the party going and went to Lake Effect.
0: Nice. So at least today you're recovering. Yeah. So now you are from Salt Lake originally, right?
1: Yes, born and raised.
0: Wow. What was growing up? So, I mean, I know it says, I mean, I know you've talked about this before, but I know it says you're Mormon royalty or you've said that. What just now that you're here, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So that means that like, if there was a such thing as the Mormon royalty, it would be my family because on my mother's side, both bloodlines trace straight back to Joseph Smith. So my, one of my grand, both of my grandfathers, were Mormon pioneers and had multiple wives coming across the plains. One of them, Shadrach Roundy, was the bodyguard to Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. So he had perhaps the most important job of all, right, in being Joseph Smith's bodyguard, the prophet of the church. Wow. Um, And then on the other side, the Robinson side, that's the side I'm related to Heather on. They're just like iconic pioneer family that settled American Fork in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Um, Wow. I mean, Heather and I have – Streets named after our families, memorial buildings, libraries, gardens, like, yeah. That's,
0: well, okay. That's like, that's, that's the real deal.
1: I mean, it doesn't get any more like Mormon than that. Like it's in my, it's who I am. Even though I don't identify as Mormon, meaning I don't um, believe in the doctrine and don't practice the religion. It's like, I'm born into it. So I'm, I'm like a pioneer woman by nature,
0: (laughs) That makes sense. And then I mean, your are because I mean, I'm sure sh- I think you mentioned this on the show. But like, when did you officially kind of like leave that? Like, was it when you met your hu- now husband? Was it all because of that? And like, that wasn't accepted by the church?
1: Yeah, so that was or- the final straw. But my journey really began when I was 18. And um, I just started really challenging my, like how I was feeling inside. Meaning when I was at church, I, I felt off. I didn't I I didn't feel like everything was aligning with my inner um, compass, if you will. And so I started exploring not going to church. I started, I mean, I told the story on the show about how I went on a three week church history tour from Salt Lake city to New York. Yeah. Um, That same night I came home and drank beer for the first time ever. Like I was just something in me, just, it wasn't aligning. um, And I, I, but really I took my final step out when Justin and I um, got together because yeah, it was very looked down on. We, you know, we had a very sneaky romance. So.
0: I love how, you know, you come to New York city and then you get home and you're like, well, now it's time for a beer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and that just like polar up, op- like that's polar ends of the spectrum. Right. And so for me to go from this side to this side so quickly and not feel bad about it, that really shook me to the core.
0: Right. I'm sure that was hard to deal with.
1: Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, I should be feeling terrible and I don't, I actually feel very myself.
0: <laughs> You're like, okay, wait a second. I'll have a second there. So how did you get involved with the show? Like originally, like, how are you like, obviously you knew Heather before this show.
1: Yeah. So I knew Heather and Mary before this show um, but Heather's really the one responsible for roping me into this. So Heather, Heather and I were great friends and she just kept saying like, you're perfect for this. You're perfect for this. And I'm like, no, I am not. I have like 400 followers and it's all about my dog and kids. Like, I didn't think that I would be interesting for people, even though I knew I had an interesting life. I didn't like, I mean, I'm a housewife fanatic. Like I'm a huge fan.
0: You were a huge fan before.
1: So I, it just is crazy that I'm here, but it's all because of Heather.
0: Were you like, what were your favorites before this? Like what was your favorite show?
1: Beverly Hills, New York, Atlanta, Atlanta, OC. Um, now that I know a lot of the Dallas women, I've been getting into Dallas. This season's crazy.
0: <laughs> this season is crazy. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch any other shows on Bravo? Like, were you a fan of like Vanderpump Rules or Shaw's oh, yeah. or all that? Like, you were just yeah, a Bravo holic.
1: Everything. Bravo holic. Low Deck. Southern Charm. I love Vanderpump Rules. That's something. That's the first show Justin started watching on Bravo.
0: Listen, I used to say. I mean, you know, it's different now. But Vanderpump for me was that was it. It was like there were every, there was everything else, and then just that show was the best show around at it. its I mean it's still around but like in, in its heyday.
1: Right. It was that was brilliant. And that that cast is amazing.
0: do you know so I mean you know did I see somewhere like you know now like Katie Maloney like gave you advice throughout this whole thing?
1: Yeah. So I actually have mutual friends with Lala. And um, so I had been talking to Lala and Katie throughout this process, but Katie's really invested time in me and um like prepping me for like all the haters on social media, that sort of thing. And it's been nice to just have like, someone who's closer, like, because we're closer in age, she's from Utah. So we have a lot of the same like programmings and mindsets. And it's, it's really fun to have like these Bravo liberties, like having my back.
0: What's the best advice that Katie or Lala gave you, you know, like going into all of this?
1: That to be honest and real, because that is the only thing you will not regret even if you look like a fool for a second feel like a fool you will never regret being honest
0: that's good advice
1: and that was i i kind of i stuck by that for season one and it i think it got me far because i don't regret anything even the drunk hip-hop party
0: like you have no regrets from the first season no
1: regrets um that's a lie i have one regret and i think that i spoke to it in the reunion part two is that I held back how I really felt about some of the women and the way that they treated me.
0: We're going to get into that in a second. Who else did you, like, who else, like you said, you were a huge fan of Bravo. So, I mean, well, first of all, when you were eventually now in the mix through Heather, like, were you freaking out? Like, I mean, as a fan of, like, Bravo in the show, like, A, Salt Lake is getting a Housewives, and you're going to be on it?
1: Yeah, one, my hometown is now on the map of the Bravo world, and to me, that's, like, one of the biggest things that could happen to my city, right?
0: Seriously.
1: And I'm a part of the cast. And not only that, I'm part of the OG cast. Like, no one can take that away from me or anyone else, the six of us. That's pretty cool.
0: And, I mean, just think about it, because you're such a huge fan. Like, what if you didn't get involved? Like, I mean, how would you feel about if this show were filming and now out and it's a huge thing, like, and you lived right down the street and weren't a part of it?
1: Yeah, I'd probably be sad.
0: <laughs> I think you would be sad. Did you have any reservations like in joining, like once you were in the mix and Heather put you forward? Were you like, besides, okay, I have 400 followers and, you know, I may not be interesting. Like, did you have any other reservations?
1: Yeah, just I knew that if I was going to do this, I was going to go all in. And that scared me because, yeah, I don't live like a lot of my fellow Utahs. And you know, I, I was a little nerve. My biggest reservation was for my children. I never wanted them to feel judged, criticized, or hated because their mom is this wild, crazy housewife.
0: <laughs> on TV for everyone to see, on a stripper <laughs> yeah, pole.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, I'm not going to hide things that I love about myself. So it, it's been hard because I didn't want them to lose out on playdates or, you know, things like that. But then I think... COVID happened we have a pandemic so naturally all of that kind of stuff stopped anyways so actually I think I got lucky and we just kind of eased our way into it and people have been very gracious to my family and I
0: really like you haven't yeah. seen like your children didn't lose any play dates or anything like no.
1: that uh, the community has been pretty supportive actually
0: Really? Because I mean, you would think you know you could see the community not being supportive just well, because.
1: Well, I mean, there's a few bitches here and there, <laughs> but I'm. It's a good lesson for me to teach my kids to like, you know, just turn the other cheek, suck it up, because this is life, right? So, trying to preserve their childhood but teaching them these big lessons is kind of cool.
0: That's a good one. I mean, like, do you find that like when you're you know walking down the street or whatever, you know, people. I mean, I would think, listen, people are going to judge anyway, but there's this whole other level now of like Mormonism and all these things that are apparently not allowed.
1: Yeah. I think that the outward judgment doesn't come to my face. It's all behind my back and people will tell me what, you know, people are saying in chat rooms or like my community chat room, Facebook group, things like that. And I'm just like, well, if they're not going to say it to my face, then it doesn't matter. Like, it's not real.
0: Totally. Do you see the opposite? Like, you know, now that you're on TV, like, are you hearing from people that you haven't heard from in like 20 years?
1: Oh yeah. Everyone's coming out of the works. I even have a a brother that I haven't talked to in years that's come out and we've rebuilt a like relationship. It's been really cool. Really? Yeah. Cause he literally, he saw me on TV and was like, holy shit, that's my sister.
0: (laughs) So he didn't even know you were cast. Uh, No. Is it your brother from, like, your same father who we saw on the show?
1: Yes. So I have, um, my mother had two boys. My dad had a boy and a girl. They married each other and had me and my younger sister. So I have four half-siblings and one full-blooded.
0: Okay, wait. Like, let me just, okay, so it's, because we saw one brother on the show.
1: Yes, my mother's son.
0: So wait, your father had two children Mm-hmm. and your mother has two children, and then two of them got married.
1: No, no, no. Then my parents married and had me... Okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, no What's no g- going on.
0: No <laughs> judgments. I'm just... I'm like, before this rumor gets started, I just want to clarify this. So, wow. So that's got to be a great, like, outcome of this show, that you were connected yeah. with your brother.
1: The other really cool thing, I have to admit, is just... Like, everywhere I go, I get recognized, and people want to tell me how much they love me and take pictures, and, you know, I, it, it's, like, it's overwhelming sometimes when I just want to run into the grocery store really quick, and I'm yeah. not, like, all done up, so that's been, like, a little overwhelming, but overall, I love all of the love and support.
0: And imagine, like, once the world is open, like, airports, it's gonna just magnify.
1: Yeah. We've already had an an incident where my son was throwing a fit and I was like, he was running away from me and he was upset. And then just right after I kind of like borderline lost it, but I held it together. A woman came up to me and asked for a picture and I was like, did you just see all of that? And she's like, oh, I did. I loved it.
0: (laughs) That's so funny so really other than heather like how much time did you spend with all the other women like before filming started
1: zero like i really didn't spend much time um with any of them so So it was
0: really, really just here we are let's start yeah so when so let's just talk about some of the women for a minute So let's start with Jen Shaw, just because, you know, there's so much talk. I mean, I've talked to some of the other Salt Lake Housewives, like I bring this up. You know, there's all this talk. Andy even asked her on Watch What Happens, like, you know, she's really, is she faking it for the cameras? You know, there is this talk that she's acting like we're in our, you know, 15th year of Housewives. Like, you were a fan. Everyone sat around and watched the show. Like, is Jen Jen, or is she really a different person when the cameras are rolling?
1: I 100% see two different people. It's all, to me, it's almost like she's watched every um, city of housewives and pulled the most extreme personalities from each city and put them all together. And so she's trying to be this trope of like the biggest, loudest housewife. Because she, like, when we're not filming and I've been around her, she's very different like how so like she's just calm and chill and nice like like we've actually the night of the premiere i ran into her um at a restaurant and she sat at my table the entire night and i mean it's no secret that she was coming after me all summer right yeah and on the show like we see it all season and even after we wrapped, she it was like after me, after me, after me in very big, hurtful ways. And then I'm sitting next to her and she's like doting on me, like buying me shots. Like I'm, It was like very, very interesting. And we have a lot of the same, um, like a, I know a lot of her Shaw Squad and they always are like, she's just so different. Like she's so kind. And I'm like, well... It's not been my experience. <laughs> You've
0: heard that even from like members of the, her own shots. Yeah, by.
1: everyone who knows her from her previous life, meaning before the show, everyone, no one recognizes her.
0: So why do you think she's different when the cameras are rolling?
1: I don't know. I, I think maybe that, maybe maybe it really is a side of her and it comes out on camera. I mean... I don't doubt that she's big and explosive, but I'm wondering if it's like, like big and explosive personality, right? Even when I, in a calmer environment, I don't know if it's just like for attention to get camera time. I don't know what it's about. I don't feel like I truly know who Jen Shaw is. So I can't really speak to like why I think she does it, if that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. I mean, right. Cause like that's the chatter online, you know, of that, the natural suggestion would be it's for camera time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see if something changes, but.
0: Why do you, so why do you think she came after you so hard? Is it like, well, I guess why?
1: I think for her, I was an easy target because I'm younger. I'm kind. I seem, I probably come off as like a pushover. In her eyes, I think she thought I was weak and she could walk all over me. And I think that she and I get what we want in very different ways. I come from love and kindness and respect to get what I want. And she comes with fear, power, aggression, you know, and it's, and it's nothing to against her. It's just, that's how she's learned to manage life, business, family And whatever. And that's just my experience. And I think that no matter what, I couldn't say a word, I'd trigger her just because of my energy.
0: And like, to your point, you know, right. Like if you want camera time, like you're suggesting, and she's different when the cameras are rolling, one way to get it is to pick somebody. And you would think you'd pick the perceived weakest link in your mind.
1: Yep. So I think it was first Mary because that was her first target, right, Mary? Uh, they had their, the whole hospital issue, hospital smell. Yes. And it seemed, it seemed to just transfer from Mary to me when I stood up to her about Mary. Because if you remember in the hot tub scene, I was like, well, I don't like you talking about my friend like this. I think that's unfair. However, I stand up for what's right and what's wrong. And it's so funny because Jen keeps stealing that line from me. Oh really? I was the one who told her, I'll, "I'm not going to choose a team. I'm not going to choose Team Jen or Team Mary." And you see her ask Heather and I to do that many times, right? And I just kept saying, "I don't choose teams, but I'll stand up for what's right and wrong. And if you're, if I feel like you're not doing something right, I'm going to defend the other person."
0: That makes sense. I think, that,
1: I think that's really it. Just that's when it switched. and Then I became her target.
0: What about, well, I mean, that must be awkward. Like when you see one person and then the cameras are rolling, like, did you ever get used to it? You know what I mean? Like if you saw it, like, you know, it's a lot of footage. I know it's edited down, but like eventually during the filming process for you, like, That's Sandals20 at Crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. I've been sleeping so much better and that's because I have a Helix mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody is unique, right? Listen, Helix has soft, medium, and firm mattresses. They have mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with an extra for a mattress, and they even get into details like do you sleep on your side, back, stomach? Do you move around all night? Just go to Helix Sleep. Dot com slash velvet. Take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash velvet. That's helixsleep.com slash velvet. Go now for $200 off and two free pillows. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. Protein powders can be so intimidating, but the fact is we all need protein. The thing I love best about Ritual, besides the great taste, is the ease. It's a super flexible subscription service, and it's so easy to incorporate Ritual into your daily life. You just add water, shake, and sip. If you think I have any time between hosting this podcast and living life to worry about protein powders and health, I don't. Ritual makes it so simple. And you can choose from three thoughtful formulas with 20 grams of pea protein per serving. The Daily Shake 18, the Daily Shake 50, and the Daily Shake Pregnancy and Postpartum. I also love that Ritual is just the good stuff. There's no added sugar, no sugar alcohols, soy-free, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Ready to shake up your Ritual? My listeners get 10% off during your first three months at Ritual.com slash Velvet. Ritual even offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Visit Ritual.com slash Velvet today for 10% off your first three months. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. I know, amazing. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of paying hundreds you'd pay at a frame store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use code VELVET to get an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, use promo code VELVET framebridge.com promo code velvet. My journey for learning a new language is going well and that's because I have Babbel. I've chose to turn to Babbel to learn Italian but you could learn up to 14 languages from Babbel. Spanish, French, Italian, German and so on and so forth. Anyone who knows me knows that I've been to 55 countries and Babbel comes in so handy when I'm traveling. Yes, I actually use the languages I learned from Babbel in other countries. The whole process is so addictive Fun, fast, and easy. The app is great. And it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code VELVETROPE. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code VELVETROPE, Babbel the language for life. I know we have a lot of fun here and talk about reality TV and all the drama, but at the end of the day, listen, what really matters in our lives is our relationships, especially those with significant others. In times like this more than ever, having someone you can trust and talk to is so important, but even the best relationships hit bumps in the road. That's why I find talk space so important. Talkspace therapy gives you unlimited access to a licensed therapist, so you can clear up the confusion and focus on what matters most, being the best person and partner you can be. I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I am not good at relationships. And Talkspace, listen, whether you're married for years or re-entering the dating scene or just trying to get comfortable with being single, talking to a therapist can really help. Join Talkspace today and start the journey to happier, healthier relationships. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code VELVET at sign up. That's $100 off Talkspace.com promo code VELVET. On Wondery's podcast, Even the Rich, co-hosts Brooke and Arisha share the stories behind some of the most famous... And infamous celebrities in history, from Queen Madonna to Britney Spears to the Kardashians. And in an all new season, they investigate the shocking kidnapping of heiress Patty Hearst. This show is part history. I've learned a lot about Patty Hearst that I didn't know, part comedy, part gossip, and completely fascinating. And if you want more Brooke and Arisha in your life, they're the perfect guides to give you your daily dose of celebrity gossip on Rich and Daily. Man, and we have a lot going on. in the celebrity world. I mean, Britney versus Jamie Lynn uh, is literally... I didn't see this one coming, and I cannot get enough. Brooke and Arisha cover it. And really, I love their new season of Rich and Daily where they talk about the Patty Hearst case. Listen to Even the Rich, Patty Hearst, and Rich and Daily on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app.
1: Yeah, there's a, a very strong pattern. Yeah. So I, I, I knew going into every situation, what was going to happen.
0: And then did you just get used to it or like change your actions towards her of like, this is just how this filming process is going to be with her?
1: Yeah. I think I started like mentally creating space with her.
0: So that must have been, like, filming harder than you expected. Like, did you expect all that? I mean, like, because you watched Housewives, like, or you just didn't expect all of that. Like, even though you watched it, you knew there was drama. You just didn't know it was kind of, like, different personalities on and off camera.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And then the other biggest thing with Jenna that fascinates me about her, her, like, the way that she shows up is when Sharif is around, She's a completely different person again. And that's like the reunion. I tease that Sharif was the MVP. Cause she sat there pretty calm the entire time that he was around.
0: And that's what you see when he's around. She's just yeah. calm, like, and happy and
1: normal billing, his birthday party, the reunion, every look, I mean, look at all their scenes together. She's like a completely different person.
0: Like the scene on the beach was one example, or, like, the birthday party.
1: Yeah, and, or even when they go dancing in the finale, you know, Sharif takes her dancing, and it's, it's, it's interesting. And Sharif is, like, one of the coolest, calmest, wisest man I've ever, men I've ever met. Like, he, he truly, he blew me away at the reunion.
0: Were you shocked? I mean, it's, like, almost, like, opposites attract, maybe? Maybe. (laughs) It's, it, it's interesting. I mean, no, cause that is how, you know, that's the consensus online. I mean, that's what Andy asked her when she was at watch what happens that like, you know, people are saying that this is put on, you know, it's. Yeah.
1: It, it really, it really seems that way. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Was there anything like, for you, like with filming, I guess you said you didn't regret anything, but is there anything like you wish you had done or you handled differently? I guess that's the same as like regrets, but you know, like I I wish they showed that. I wish I did that in this situation, like in retrospect.
1: Yeah. I wish that I would have not, um, given up on Lisa. Like I wish that I would have proved my point and taken it home because i kind of backed off on how i feel about her i um allowed her to kind of walk all over me and i stopped challenging it i wish i would have um proved that she's um contrived manipulated a liar curated and she tries to control everything behind the scenes and especially wow. like the bartender thing, I just backed off because of her reaction because I didn't want her to think I was coming after her business because that's not what it was about. It was about the fact that she made me use these bartenders and they didn't um, show up the way that I think she would want them to. And as a business owner, if I had like an esthetician or an employee uh, misrepresent my brands like that, I'd want to know, especially if they're my go-to one that I recommend for people.
0: Is that really the basis? I mean, I, I know we saw it on the show, but, like, is that really the basis for your, I guess, demise? I don't even know if you had a friendship, but, like, really the root of the problems between you and Lisa, like, day one, is it this whole party with the bartenders?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that that just kind of put the nail in the coffin, if you will. But before I even met Lisa, I, she had a problem with me. So... I mean, it, we, we started off on the wrong foot from the beginning prior to even meeting her. And because it just, she was talking mad shit. People were screenshotting things she was saying about me. She was trying to control who who'd be friends with me, who like, don't, don't go unfollow her go. Like she was trying to control because she did not want me there. And she'll deny that. But she, at least does not think I'm good enough to be in her presence. Really? Yes. And I wish that I would have not backed down. And I wish I would have stood up for myself and been stronger with her. So
0: do you think that's a misperception of you? Like this goes back to what you were saying about Jen also, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, I think chatter online that, you know, like you're Heather's lapdog. I mean, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying like, is that, do you think that's a misperception of you?
1: Uh I do. Like it's, if- because it's because I'm nice and I was trying to give Lisa the benefit of the doubt, but after about the fifth clean slate still being dirty, <laughs> I realized quickly, I'm not going to play into her bullshit anymore. I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to speak my mind, challenge her and call, uh, call her out when she's lying.
0: You're like, I had enough.
1: I've had enough with that one. Yes. <laughs>
0: So, like, speaking of Heather, so, I mean, like, if Heather, have you ever had a fight with Heather?
1: Um, not a fight, but we strongly disagreed on things, yes.
0: So, like, if Heather pissed you off, you would stand up to her and tell her?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, right before we started filming, Heather and I didn't talk for, like, two months. Really? Yeah. Oh, nothing related to the show. Just, we had such a strong disagreement on another group of our friends that it was like another group of friends that we have though. Yeah. No, Heather and I are not scared to speak our mind, especially me. I challenge Heather more than anyone. And I guarantee if you asked her that, she would agree.
0: Well, that's, I mean, just, you know, cause that's, I think the misperception, like that's maybe why Jen said, oh, she's the weak one or whatever.
1: Well, here's the thing is because I, I, I speak, I communicate, I use words, I stay calm, I stay respectful. I don't get in your face and scream and yell and throw a tantrum and then try to like create a shit storm on the side. So no one can see what's really going on over here. Like Jen and Lisa do. I just talk to you. And that is so hard for Jen and Lisa. Cause Lisa, when she's being called out, just starts yelling. Have you noticed that she starts losing her mind and then Jen explodes. and can't even talk.
0: It was quite an explosive reunion. What about what did you and Heather have a fight about before the show? Like just this other group of friends, you didn't agree on someone in the group.
1: No, it was so stupid. It was like a she said she said thing. Like there, was, it was three of us involved with another girlfriend, and it was like I told someone something in confidence, and then she told me Heather. I t- I had thought I told something to Heather in confidence, and then she went and told the friend and the friend came and told me, and it was about the friend, that I didn't like something she was doing or something really stupid. But you know how these things go?
0: Yes. it just
1: spirals. <laughs>
0: there are things in life that, even not being on a TV show, that you're like, okay, like, I think we're not on the same page anymore. And yeah. then you just realize you haven't spoken to a certain someone in months and you're like, Now I'm kind of mad and I think they're just as mad at me. Uh, Oh, I get it. And I don't think COVID helps either because I think people have like a lot more time on their hands Mm -hmm. for everything. So it sounds like out of this whole group, you are the least close at this present moment to Jen and Lisa.
1: Correct, yeah. I, I speak with Heather and Meredith daily. Meredith and I have built a really good relationship. And then I check in with Mary often.
0: Do you find it hard to be friends with Meredith? Like, is it hard because of Lisa? You know, like they're such good friends or?
1: No, Meredith and I are able to keep Lisa in a silo, if you will. We, we, it, that makes sense. It really doesn't affect my relationship with Meredith. Um, we're able to not even go there, to be honest with you.
0: I know, I saw the other day on social media, you got your Brooks Marks tracksuit. Well, Meredith and Brooks were on this show and mine is coming hopefully, but I don't have mine. So I was jealous when you revealed this the other day. I'm like, I guess I understand you come before me in the hierarchy of Salt Lake.
1: I mean, I I can put in a good word for you, David. (laughs) Okay.
0: I mean, they they were on the show. I basically threw myself, I like threw myself at Brooks on the show to be like, listen, hook a sister up over here.
1: I know that he was sold out for a minute.
0: I know. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And no shade. No shade to Brooks or Mary, because I love them dearly. Um, so what about, you know, because like you said, like Katie gave you advice just to be yourself on the show and like show it all. Like how, like what was the decision to have your father on the show? Like was that something you grappled with or was it like, no, this is my life. I'm going to show it. Because that's like a really personal fact that maybe you didn't need to show I mean I'm not saying you shouldn't have showed it I'm just saying like was that a hard thing to decide to do
1: well the heart yes it was very difficult because I worried tremendously about my father's mental health and his well-being and I know that opening up your life in this situation will open him up to a lot of criticism and I did not want him if he's going to be vulnerable and honest I didn't want him to have to deal with that However, at that point in time, he was living with me. I was taking care of him. He had just gotten out of rehab and we were trying to manage. Okay, I really want this. I want to take this opportunity with the show. I really want to do it, but is my father's situation going to not allow me to do it, if that makes sense? And so I just spoke with my dad about it and he was like, no, hell yeah. Like I'm down for that.
0: That's good. I, would
1: love, I think it was cathartic for him. It was like therapeutic and like an accountability thing.
0: Do you think the show helped him? Cause like, I know he had been in like sober living before. Like, do you think the show helped him get back there? Like, I don't mean like Bravo, the producers. I just mean like being part of this journey.
1: Absolutely. Cause I think it forced him to really look at himself in the mirror and be honest where he was at and knowing that the can like the camera brought it out in him like he was the most honest and real i've seen him be when he was in front of a camera it was really cool because for the last decade we did this song and dance of him telling me what i want to hear and him saying one thing and doing another right and the the camera like forced him to actually Like, get real.
0: Yeah, you can't hide from the camera.
1: Yeah.
0: Did he watch the show, like, when it was? So, like, and when did you last speak to him? Because I know, like, earlier in the year, like, a few weeks ago, you said, like, you hadn't heard from him. Is that still the case?
1: Yes, unfortunately. So, I have not watched... I don't know if he's watched the show. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, When when the epidemic hit and we all quarantined, he spent time here at my home he lived with us during that time because obvious reasons and he was doing so well he was like helping me on projects around my house spending a lot of time with the kids um he was even working outside on building like decks like he he actually was thriving um but some things happened where boundaries were broken. And so I had to ask him to go and find an apartment because that was always part of my deal is like, I'm going to help you, but you have to be sufficient, like self-sufficient. Like you are a 64 year old man. You need to be independent Um, because it's not healthy for me and my family to have him like as one of my children, if you will. Yeah it, there's I know people disag- they can disagree all they want but no one knows what it's like to be in my shoes and how um, dysfunctional it is with roles reversed and my dad had just worked so hard on being sober in his sobriety i didn't want to enable any past cycles or behaviors or so it, it really is the best in his best interest, but that really pissed him off. And um, when I wasn't giving him everything he wanted and I was holding my boundaries with him, he stopped speaking to me. So the last time I spoke to my dad was my birthday, which was in September. Last year.
0: Wow. Right. And it's like, I mean, look, I'm not a psychiatrist, but right. Like it's like enabling in and you know, there's like, we all have different addictions, mm-hmm. but it's like enabling to say yes to everything.
1: Yeah. Cause it, it, you just slip right back into your old cycles. And with addiction, a lot of people aren't aware of like a lot of the mental health issues behind it that usually people are masking or some past trauma or, you know, it's, it's very, I mean, I'm not an expert either, but I did spend a lot of time studying with my dad. And, yeah, it, there's there's a lot of things that trigger addiction.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and he has to be willing to continue that work.
0: So you haven't spoken to him, like, he moved out to the apartment and now – so you don't know if he's, like, in – he's in sober living or not? You don't know?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. My brother, Will, talks to him, but – um which is interesting because we saw Will on the show, right? And he's not even my dad was his stepdad, so he's not even a biological son of my father. So I think that's really big of Will. Yeah. But
0: Well, hopefully he's okay.
1: I it it seems that he's okay.
0: That's good.
1: Like meaning he has a roof over his head and he you know. He's he's okay,
0: and it sounds like the show at least pushed him in the right direction.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. My dad would not be here today had one I not intervened, and two I truly believe that if he didn't share his journey in such a big way.
0: So that's good.
1: Yeah, it, it, it it's been a huge a huge um, success for him in that's that way.
0: That's good. So going back to the girls, I mean, I'm glad that he's heading in the right direction. Let's just break this down because I know there was, it was one of the central dramas of the season, but you're not afraid of Jen Shaw.
1: No, I'm not afraid of her. I was afraid of the reaction. But I mean, Jen Shaw did say and threaten my life. She told me many times that she's going to kill me and bury me in the lake behind my house. Okay, so at that point in time, I didn't know if she is all bark. I didn't know if she really meant it. I didn't know. And once you hear that multiple times, right? So, yeah, it's not like I'm scared of her as a person. It's like it's scared of that reaction. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, I used to be scared of her. Now, Now I I, I kind of see right through it, if that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel Lisa and Meredith are afraid of Jenshaw? I mean, Mary admitted at the reunion that nobody said that except for herself, but.
1: I know that, that was like, that was BS, by the way, because she did in scene, you saw her say, Meredith and Lisa called me and told me this. Yeah. And then she confirmed it again. So for her to like change her story, but at least it wasn't on me. I just repeated what I had heard. So, you know. See what
0: happens in Housewives when you repeat something you've heard?
1: Messy, messy, messy. The messenger always gets shot.
0: But is anyone really afraid of Jen Shaw in real life? I I mean, Meredith and Lisa don't seem like they're afraid of her to me. But I'm not there.
1: No. No, I don't think anyone's really scared of her. They just don't want to be a target of her attacks.
0: I mean, it's going to be, yeah, that makes sense. So you're obviously, I mean, I assume you're closest to Heather out of all these girls. You guys go out and speak all the time. So who would you, if someone said to you, you know, season two, we're not inviting everyone back. I imagine you're going to choose between Jen and Lisa. Who would you like to not see back if you could choose one of those two?
1: That is such a hard question. Am I, Do other housewives answer this question?
0: Listen, behind the velvet roll, people usually answer everything, Whitney.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble. But I will say, based on what I... Okay, I would say Lisa, because she loves to keep everything off camera. And so I think that to be a good housewife and to have a good show, you have to be willing to say what you think and feel on camera and not try to control the situation off camera. And that was one of the most frustrating things about working with Lisa.
0: So you take Jen back over Lisa?
1: Yes, I would.
0: Okay, so just since I'm a lover, not a fighter, can you say three nice things about Lisa?
1: Yes, I can.
0: <laughs> but, uh, what are they? <laughs>
1: um, well, I could give you like funny Lisa answers, but I'm not going to subscribe to that bullshit. I was going to be like, well, I like her hair. <laughs> I like her. That was how Lisa would answer it. But Lisa, I respect her as a businesswoman. Um, she's very confident and strong, um, and um, <laughs> she's she's Lisa, and, and then a weird way, I respect how much she loves herself.
0: Okay, like, well, we'll <laughs> count that one.
1: Okay, <laughs> let me just go back to this. She's a successful businesswoman. I like her hair, and. Um, she knows what she wants. How about that? That's, and as I a mean, woman, those are very respectful, respectable things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like knowing what you want. That's, I, I find that, uh,
1: Driven. A, there we go. Driven. A,
0: a, po- a positive. Yes. So other than Heather, like you, it sounds like you speak to Heather, you speak to Mary, you speak to Meredith now, and you just, you don't speak to Jen or Lisa.
1: No, um Jen and I actually after the reunion were on good terms. We left the reunion fine, and I just haven't spoken to her, so I don't I don't really know where we stand.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. What how was the reunion for you? Was it like harder than you expected just for you personally? Was it because I mean you are a fan, like you know, you watched a lot of was it easier? or was it exactly what you expected basically
1: it was a little bit easier than i expected to be honest i went in like expecting the worst thinking it was going to be like the hardest day of my life but i actually loved everything about it from waking up and getting ready to arriving to the studio i mean just being in new york alone even though it was like different than i remember it everything being shut down and just still it just was incredible and i loved um, sitting there with the women and it, in a sense, like working it out. I don't know how much we actually worked out, but like just, it was cathartic. It was like therapy. The hardest part was sitting there with good posture all day.
0: It's a long day.
1: My leg was numb the entire time because I was trying to get my leg pop out of the slit. And so I was so uncomfortable physically, but I loved it. And I We're- loved it andy in person you did yeah
0: i mean that must have been totally surreal though because like you've watched so many reunions where you're just like this is so strange like i'm part of this now and
1: yeah i loved it it was so cool
0: did you how'd you choose the dress you chose was it like did you have options you know what i mean like was this like okay here's my second choice and at the last minute or you just knew this was the dress you were going to wear the whole time
1: um, I spent months looking for a gown and when I found the designer Leah Stubla, um, I knew right away because I wanted to I wanted to come in strong and kind of make a statement and I just loved the how the skirt like kind of looked like a rose, if you will. Like a, That's so. a rose. And so it was really just kind of like symbolic of how I wanted to show up to the reunion because I grew tremendously from the time we wrapped season one to the reunion. And I just wanted to like own that.
0: You did like, you feel that this process, this whole thing has changed you. Yes. Like how so, like how'd you grow?
1: I, it's hard to put it into words, but, um, learning that it's okay to say what I think and feel it's okay to because before I never wanted to upset anyone. I never want to say the wrong thing or hurt someone's feelings. And I've learned that like, you can still be honest and still be kind. Um, And not doubting myself. I'm still working on it. But I struggle to self doubt tremendously. And it's something I'm still working on. But I have learned that my voice is powerful. I am enough and to not doubt it because my instincts are on point. And I'm very smart, and I'm successful, and I deserve to be here just as much as every other woman.
0: <laughs> so you feel like, in a way, the show helped this whole season, like, it kind of helped you find your voice.
1: Yeah, 100%. I, I grew, I think, you know, 10 years in one year. Like, I could was- see
0: that. I think we see a change, like, in you towards, you know, like, the end of the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So now you're not as worried about offending people with your actions or words.
1: Yeah. I because
0: don't think it, that's such a bad thing.
1: I learned that it only hurts me if I hold it inside.
0: Who do you think has changed the most like throughout this whole process? You or I guess someone else?
1: Uh, and It could
0: be a positive change or a negative change.
1: I think that... I've I've probably grown the most, but Heather's right there with me in a positive way. Um I've really seen a lot of her insecurities become strengths. Um And
0: she alluded to that at the reunion too, that yeah she didn't think anyone would be interested in her life either and just, you know, as like a mom and a single mom and just having broken away from the church, but she seemed to find her voice too yeah who do you think changed for the worst
1: lisa she just got nastier like it's so funny because she goes around saying that everyone else is here to be famous but she's the only one talking about it like it, it went to her head and she she's actually progressively gotten worse towards me like i think that she's gotten more of her negative strengths or negative Sides that I witnessed from her have gotten worse.
0: Like just as far as coming after you.
1: Like the manipulations, the lies, the curation, the fakeness.
0: What about, let's talk about Mary. I mean, no, really. What about Mary? I kind of need to know what, I need to talk about her rant that we talked about at the reunion. She admits it was her But I didn't understand her explanation that, I don't know. I didn't understand her explanation. I mean, it was clearly her and she admitted it. Also, I mean, is Whitney shocked about the fact that Mary admitted she sleeps in separate beds from her husband? I don't know. There's a lot more we have to get into. Guys, Salt Lake is here, the reunion tonight. So, you know, part two to this chat, it's coming soon. Read between the lines very, very soon. Tune in.